tēnā koutou. You're listening to a core education Tātai Ahoro podcast. Refreshing the New Zealand curriculum. Why it is worth your time to engage. Who remembers Kōrero Matauranga, the education conversation back in 2018 and 2019? The Ministry of Education had teams of staff working their way around the country, meeting with key groups of stakeholders to talk about the state of the education system and what they wanted to see moving forward. Teachers, whānau, rangatahi, iwi, tertiary partners and leaders were all asked to share their ideas with online surveys or in-person hui and the results were all collated. It's easy to forget about this public engagement when the focus of teachers in 2020 rapidly shifted to lockdown learning and Zoom lessons. But the Kōrero Matauranga project never stopped. The specific changes teachers are grappling with now are actually a direct result of what was asked for in 2018. In the blog post, I've also included a flow diagram and infographic to demonstrate how the themes that came out of the NZCER report on NCA informed the seven key changes in the NCA change package. These can be linked to the specific changes that NCA teachers are now working on. Even if you're not an NCA teacher, you can still see that the themes of inclusion and equity credibility, well-being, coherence and pathways are visible in the curriculum refresh now. With so many changes happening in so many places at the system at the same time, it's easy to understand why many teachers are feeling a bit overwhelmed by the idea of tackling a curriculum refresh. COVID fatigue from the last couple of years simply adds to this feeling. So why should you invest your time and effort into yet another change? Surely this too shall pass. Number one, these changes, if implemented authentically, should lead to more equitable outcomes for all students in your class. Two, they signal a shift from our system being outcomes-based to progressions-based, which means teachers get to focus on adding value rather than producing the results. So, equitable outcomes for all. Anyone who's worked in the education sector in the last 20 years or so knows that there has been an ongoing focus on closing the gap or improving outcomes for priority learners. It's likely that most teachers have engaged in some kind of professional development aimed at improving educational outcomes for Māori, Pacifica and students with learning needs. So why are these learners still overrepresented in what's often referred to as the long tail of underachievers? When I reflect back on my time in school, and when I wrote that I intended my time as a teacher, it feels like previous efforts to support teachers to develop culturally responsive pedagogy, for example the effective teaching profile from Mitty Berryman and Russell Bishop, often felt tagged on to a normal workload or like a box ticking exercise. This is actually still a great resource and worth going back to if you haven't for a while. In contrast, the refresh is being built from the ground up with equity and titariti as the starting point. It's not simply an addition. Broad teams of writers in collaboration with whānau, iwi and industry are determining what learning is essential for all kiwi tamariki. For those who've engaged with the Ministry's webinars about the refreshed curriculum, the drafts so far point towards these expectations being well and truly embedded into the progression statements articulated for each key learning area. Our current curriculum's front half and back half approach to learning 
makes it too easy to skip through the front bit to get to the achievement outcomes. This new approach has carefully crafted progression statements with the front half parts carefully and explicitly woven into them. And I've taken the following quote from the Curriculum Refresh website. The refreshed NZC will be organized around the same eight learning areas and key competencies from the 2007 curriculum. Mātauranga Māori will sit at the heart of the learning areas with key competencies, literacy and numeracy explicitly woven into each learning area. Taking the time to be familiar with the approach now will mean that this way of thinking feels familiar when the final draft is gazetted. And if you haven't seen the current timeline recently, I strongly recommend heading into the Refresh website and having a look at that. It also gets updated regularly, so keep checking it. Engaging with the webinars and other events from the Ministry will give you time to think about your teaching and learning programs while the stakes are low. We already have the Aotearoa New Zealand's Histories content as an indicator of how one area has been refreshed with an approach of mana oreti mote mātauranga Māori or equal status for Māori knowledge if you haven't come across that term yet. The content of this learning area is great learning for all of us. No efforts made to better understand the approach now will be wasted. So progressions rather than outcomes? I don't know how many people apply to become teachers because they really want to spend their time marking and assessing student work. Yet for many, it seems to end up being such a big part of the job. Regular reporting and assessment is essential, but we have to be careful that we are valuing the learning taking place and not just the results of the assessment tasks. Any teachers currently grappling with the NCA change package will be able to tell you about their students who won't participate unless it's worth credit. Weighing the pig doesn't make it fatter is a phrase familiar to the education sector, but we also know that we do need to weigh the pigs sometimes. The important part is what we do with that information. Teachers and leaders have time now to consider how a learner's progression through the curriculum rather than just achievement results, might be reported to whānau without having to upend whole reporting systems. Teachers are already looking for the value added and shifting to a new model that values progress over just outcomes is a shift in the right direction to address some of these issues. Achievement objectives are target driven, but progression outcomes indicate how learning is cumulative and builds on what has gone before. Progress outcomes or POs, if you've become familiar with the term from the digital technology curriculum, can help teachers measure a learner's individual journey as they build on prior learning. I've taken the following quote from the Ministry Curriculum Refresh website as well, and I strongly recommend you spend some time in that website if you haven't already. Progress outcomes are designed to be cumulative. Progressions replace curriculum levels and achievement objectives with five phases of learning. Each phase of learning contains progress outcomes that describe what ākonga should understand, know and do at each phase of learning. So what can you do now? From what can be seen in the draft of Tamataya Hall so far, we know that this isn't going to be a small piece of work. However, the phased approach of each learning area is a gift of time for teachers to explore their learning programs and consider how they might be refreshed and brought in line with what we know about quality and effective curriculum design and classroom pedagogy. We all have time to engage with our teams within and beyond our settings. 
whānau, community and mana whenua to explore these ideas and take the time to define what highly effective practice looks like for our context and our learners. This is both a challenge and an opportunity we need to grasp with both hands in order to make sure that we get the maximum possible value for our akonga. Don't forget, CORE has a team of over 80 professional learning facilitators that are available to help you navigate this sometimes complex space. Do get in touch if you'd like some more information or if we can support you in any way. Nā mihi. Tēnā koutou, you've been listening to a Core Education Tātai Ahorau podcast.